Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I am so excited that you're with us today. And today I'm going to take you through my own personal journey of how I ended up creating my own government class. And this has happened for different subjects, but you may be in the same situation that I was in. And you can very well create your own course, too. So I'm going to share with you how I did it. Let's get started. I've been homeschooling since 1991. And I have read many government textbooks. I'm actually very interested in politics and government and how it works and economics and all of those things. But so often when I was looking for government course, it really didn't have what I was looking for. So I ended up writing my own government course. And it was kind of like a textbook, kind of like a unit study, kind of like a notebook. Because <laughs> I like notebooking, I like unit studies, I like textbooks. Oh, and it had living books because I like Charlotte Mason living books. So let me tell you how this all began. I was realizing that there were several things I wanted. They were my goals for my children. I wanted my children to understand how government, politics, and elections work. Not just in the United States. I wanted them to really understand that. But I also wanted them to understand how it works in other nations. For instance, in our nation, the branches of government are completely separate. But in the United Kingdom with Parliament, the Prime Minister is from the party that has the most seats in Parliament. So with us, we could have a Republican president, and then we could have a Democratic Speaker of the House because our branches are separate. But that's not so in different nations. And so there are just little things like that that I want them to understand. Then to see how all authority belongs to God, and he's the one who delegates it. So I really believe that God was telling the truth when Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth belongs to me. And God gave that authority. He divided it up between the individual, the family, the church, and sovereign nations. And so I wanted my children to see that in the word of God and to know that God does this. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And we can't encroach on an individual's right. We can't encroach on the church's right. We can't encroach on families' rights. Like, all of those are separate things. So I can't try to make someone think something different. Like, you know, I can share the truth with them, but they have every right to think and believe what they want to believe. And they're solely accountable to God for that. Now, they don't have the right to steal my property. They don't have the right to steal my children and educate them against my wishes. So... Individual rights end at a certain point, just like family rights end at a certain point. But you get the picture that God just gave each of these spheres different authority. So in some nations, like in communist China, the government has taken over every sphere of authority. So there are no individual rights. There are no family rights. There are no rights for the church. The government feels like the government is in charge of everything. But you don't find that in the Bible. 
Another thing I wanted for my children was to be interested in politics, to be interested in current events, and to pray powerful prayers that would change history. I wanted my children to discuss government and politics with other people, at least within our family. And I wanted our children to read classics on law and government. And most of all, (laughs) well, most of all, I wanted them to understand God in all of it. But I also wanted them to have fun so that they would remember what they learned. Another thing was that I wanted my children to learn about state visits, like when another nation comes and visits your country and there's a big state dinner. I wanted them to learn about jury trials and the military and policemen and national revival. And I wanted them, I thought, wow, it would be fun to work on a campaign, to read classic law books, to have some fun hands-on learning experiences. So with that in mind, I went looking, and of course, I had a really hard time finding what I wanted. I found a lot of great government textbooks, but they didn't talk about the family, the individual, and the church. I found many textbooks that were packed with great information, but they were dry and frankly, a little boring. So my solution, I decided I would write my own textbook. And it would be a little like a unit study, a little like a textbook, and a little like a notebook. So I wrote Government, God's Blueprint, Man's Agenda. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what is unique about the course that you created? Well, this is what's unique. I wrote the textbook aspect of it in a conversational style. I pretended that we were sitting drinking coffee and you were asking me questions and I was answering them. I wrote the course from a Christian worldview and a conservative political perspective and I was totally honest and upfront in the very beginning that this was the perspective I was writing from. You know, a lot of times people pretend to be unbiased, but there is a bias, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be completely up and honest. And another unique thing is that this book has an amazing list of classic living books and modern living books to choose from each month. So there's some of the newer books that I think are just really, really good and are going to be classics one day. But then there's some of the older books, like even books by Cicero and John Locke and Samuel Rutherford. So those books are in there. And what I've done is each month I've provided books at different reading levels. So you can choose one. And if your child's an amazing reader, they can tackle some of these books that have been around for a long time. But you know, your child, like I wrote this so that middle schoolers and high schools can do this course, even though it is definitely a one credit high school course. I wrote it in simple language and I provided like books and videos and things, video lists that you can choose from that really give you the latitude to be able to teach so many ages together at once. Even the little ones, the family time or class time, even the little ones can get involved in that. And I even put in some cartoons for little ones. So I really wanted this to be a course that the whole family could enjoy together, even the ones that weren't quite old enough to understand the full ramifications of how government works. Another thing that's unique is that We do a lot of hands-on learning. For example, we pretend that we're living in the White House, that we're either the president or the first lady, and we plan an entire 
state visit and state dinner. We do a lot of role-playing, pretending to be different things, pretending to pass a bill, pretending to lead a meeting. We actually try to, I really encourage the people in the course, and I do this with my own kids, is that we work on a political campaign and we visit a jury trial. But we also act out a jury trial. We plan a political campaign, and we design promotional media for political campaign. And we do little things that help us to understand how our government really does work. Another thing that's unique about the course is we keep up with current events. There's a really simple current events worksheet that the kids fill out twice a month. And then when we come together for family time, or if you're teaching this in a homeschool co-op for co-op time, then we pray together about the things that are going on. I believe prayer changes history, and I want to be part of what God is doing. So I want to train my children to pray about things. They don't just hear things and go, oh, what is the world coming to? But they really pray, and they know that God can change things. I also provide two leaders every month in the curriculum so that my children can be inspired by people who were great leaders. When we talk about the media, I provide some leaders that were leaders in their time with the media. And um, you might be surprised who they are. William Wilberforce, who ended slavery in England, and a lot of heroes like that. So, But they all served in the public arena and either worked directly for the government or helped work for the government. And then I provide an incredible list of optional videos, including a few cartoons for the younger children. So that's what makes this course unique. It's not your typical course, and it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted my children to experience government and not just read about it. So how did I set my course up? Well, this is what I did. The class or family time, you can meet either once a week or just three times a week and then have a week, a fourth week where you can do field trips and stuff like that. So um, one week they meet for class time, once a week they meet for class time and you discuss what they've learned, watch a video together, and there's always a hands-on project. And then Annette, the, uh, the, then they also work independently. So say you have a middle schooler and two high schoolers and some younger kids. The younger kids could join for family time, but the older kids would have a lot of independent work as well, where they're just reading in the textbook, they're reading their classic book, they're answering questions. Week one, they learn about a hero and current events, and of course they notebook about it, and they start their classic book. Week two, they read a lot about government, a really hefty reading. And then they also learn about self-government manners. They learn a lot about controlling themselves, ruling and reigning in that way. They continue reading their book, and they do notebooking. Week three, they learn about a hero. They do current events. They do notebooking. They finish their classic book, and they fill in, fill in the book report sheet. On week four, again, they do government reading, self-government reading or manners, and then notebooking. Then there's also family field trips, like helping with a political campaign or going to a jury trial or visiting a courthouse or things like that. And so those are given in the book, too. When we come back, I'm going to tell you who this book is written for and what are some of the topics covered in Government, God's Blueprint, Man's Agenda. So we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor.
Now that I'm a grandfather, I love seeing my son pass on a godly heritage to his sons. Part of that godly heritage is learning about Christian heroes who have surrendered to Jesus and impacted the world around them. Celebrate Our Christian Heroes will equip you to teach your children about Christian heroes in a creative way by having a Heroes for Jesus party. To learn more about or purchase Celebrate Our Christian Heroes, please visit our website, powerlineprod.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. And don't forget to inspire your children to greatness. Powerline Productions. Being world changers, raising world changers. You've been listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm so excited that you're back. Government God's Blueprint Man's Agenda is written for teens, preteens, families, homeschool co-ops. It's set up so that younger siblings can join the family for the family time each week. It's also set up, it works really well for a co-op class. So I've taught this in a co-op class a couple times. Laura's taught it. And it really does work well because you can do the hands-on activities in co-op. You can have really good discussions, group discussions. You could even add book club if everybody wants to read the same book. The living book suggestions contain books at different reading levels from middle school all the way to high school. So even though it's a one credit high school course, it's written clearly enough for a middle school student to enjoy the course and learn everything. So that's important to me because my children are all roughly three years apart. And I really enjoyed when they could take classes together that overlapped. So I love age-integrated learning. So wherever I can, I want to try to pull ages together. What are some of the topics covered in government, God's Blueprint, Man's Agenda? I'm just going to go through the big, broad topics. There's so much more that's covered. But here's some things I thought would interest you. We start off talking about the source of government and how manners is a form of self-government, that we are really accountable to God for so much that God gives us individuals' rights, but with every right comes responsibility. So we're directly accountable as individuals for several things. Of course, the family's also accountable for things, and the church is accountable for things, and sovereign nations are accountable for things. Then we learn about Jesus, because he's the source of all authority. And then we learned about all different kinds of government. There's oligarchy and anarchy and dictatorships and republics and democracies and federations and all kinds of things. So we learned about all those different governments. And then we learned about King Alfred, who was an amazing, amazing British king. And he actually was so innovative in his reign. He ruled in the 800s slash 900s era, that that time period. 
just an amazing, amazing leader. He started the first British Navy. He translated the Bible into English. He translated himself a book called Pastoral Care by Pope Gregory the Great. He just really had a concern for education, for people to be devoted to the Lord. And he actually led some Viking invaders to the Lord and stood with them as their sponsor when they were baptized. So he's just an amazing man. Then we talk about slavery because slavery is a kind of government that really isn't God's heart. And so we talk about slavery. And then, of course, later we talk about abolitionists and and how they helped for slaves to be free. But you might be surprised some of the different people who were slaves during their lifetime. And uh, then we talk about Cicero. Cicero was a leader in the Roman Republic. And as the Roman Republic was moving toward being an empire, Cicero was one of those voices crying out, this is an amazing form of government. Don't move to a dictatorship. Don't do it. But, of course, Rome did it anyway. They were a very hedonistic culture. But his writings are amazing, and our founding fathers actually read them. Then we learn about the idea of lex rex, or law is king, where no one is above the law. One thing that the Reformation did is it reminded everybody no one is above the law. In the Middle Ages, the church was in charge, so everybody knew it. The Pope was accountable to God. The kings were accountable to the Pope. The Pope, in a way, was accountable to the kings. There was a lot more accountability. But then, with the Reformation, there wasn't just one church anymore in Europe. There were many. And so, some some kings were saying, oh, the divine right of kings. I can do whatever I want. But, of course, they can't because everyone is accountable to the law of God. And Samuel Rutherford wrote a book about that. In the 1600s, and he takes an in-depth look at scripture to show what kind of government God promotes in the word. Then we look at state visits and state dinners. I mentioned that earlier, but we actually plan one. Then the story of liberty, where liberty, we, we start with, actually, we go all the way back to the nation of Israel and um, the way they had so much localized government and just move through time and then eventually we get to the Magna Carta we talk about abolitionists William Wilberforce and then we move the story of liberty to the USA starting with the Mayflower Compact and going through we learn about William Bradford and then we start with the Constitution and we spend two months on the Constitution and we look at each branch in depth the executive branch the legislative branch We look at justice. We look at the judicial branch. Then when we're done with the Constitution, we move into diplomacy, what the relationship between nations. We talk about ambassadors. We also talk about spies. We talk about George Washington, our first president. And then we look at state, local, and county government. Our heroes for then are Calvin Coolidge. And then we talk about immigration and elections, the Electoral College, political campaigns, look at Ronald Reagan. From there, we move into talking about resolving conflict. And we talk about the military, the police, Winston Churchill. And then we talk about money. How do we pay for everything? We talk about the IRS, the Federal Reserve Bank, Andrew Jackson, who was the only president to be in office and take the national debt down to zero. The only one. Uh, Calvin Coolidge got it really close, but Andrew Jackson got it all the way down. 
And then we talk about wise counsel and leadership and the media. We look at Robert Bork. And then we look at some media gurus back from England after the Reformation in the 1600s, John Bunyan, John Milton, Daniel Defoe. And you didn't know there were media gurus, did you? But they were the media of their day. Then we talk about education, Noah Webster's views, Horace Mann's views. And we look at a great leader, John Winthrop. And finally, we talk about God's judgment on nations and revival. And we look at Billy Graham. Billy Graham, of course, was never in office, but he was really the president's pastor. He met with a lot of presidents from the 1950s, every single one, until Obama was the last one. So I think he was too sick to meet with Trump, but he may have met with Trump. I know his son has. So writing government, God's blueprint, and man's agenda solved my problem. I didn't have a problem anymore of not being able to find what I wanted. Now my, you know, that my preteens and teens and even the preteens and teens in my homeschool co-op, they're not just learning about government and politics and elections, but they're being immersed in it. So if you would like a copy of my book, you're very, very welcome to it. And you can purchase Government, God's Blueprint, Man's Agenda on Amazon in print. And on ebook, you can purchase it on my website, powerlineprod.com. And then you can also purchase the ebook on Teachers Pay Teachers and PayHip. And so basically, what if you have your own ideas about what you want to do? to create a course for yourself. Well, I'm going to encourage you, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. You can make a list of books that you want to watch, make a list of videos that you want to watch, make a list of topics that you want to cover. Grab a government book and look at those topics and write the list of all the ones you want to cover. And what are some things you want to do hands-on? Make a list of those. And you can begin to put those together. You can create your own government course. It's not that hard. I mean, it is very, very time-consuming. But I had so much fun creating this course, and I have so much fun teaching it. So if you have creative ideas in your mind, go for it. And if you want to use my class, go for it. But I just really encourage you, put the fun back in teaching government. And listen, everyone, God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, month, year. The Lord is good. Amen. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.